Welcome to the Public Storyteller. My name is Michael Stock with Dr. Karen Neal. Karen is a professional storyteller and teaches at Florida Atlantic University. Hi, Karen. Hey, Michael. What story do you have today? Here's one from Lauren McLaughlin. This is a story that took place in 1970 when I was working for American National Red Cross in their chapter in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I was hired as the chief information officer, public service officer. They call it all kinds of different things. But my primary job was to allow the people of Broward County to know exactly what their Red Cross agency was doing in their community at that time. It was a particularly interesting time for Red Cross. It was right in the middle of the Vietnam War. And so a good deal of our effort went to help military families from the area who were dealing with all kinds of things, including a whole colony of women who had gathered because their husbands were either MIA or POWs and they needed some special care. But we also were the conduit of information from individuals in the county to soldiers on the line through the chaplains. And much of that also was not necessarily happy news. We were informing about deaths or illnesses or needs to ask for compassionate leave. But sometimes it was fun. And one that I remember most was when we very happily in the family very much wanted us to publicize the birth of triplets. And can you imagine being called off the line of battle to be told that you'd just become the father of triplets? It was quite an interesting day. It was also the time when the United States Congress passed OSHA, the Occupational Health and Service Act, and mandated Red Cross to train one person in every company that had over 20 employees. The difficulty was they didn't also mandate funding. <laughs> so I had to do the fundraising to recruit the volunteers to do the training to do that. And that was quite a massive effort. Our children were also sending Red Cross boxes to children in Vietnam, which had been done way back when I was a child to children in Japan. It was a long history of American children supporting children who were at war. My palette for this was, of course, the daily newspaper, all of the service clubs. I spoke regularly to the lions and the moose and the uh, rotary clubs and the women of business and all of those kinds of things. It was the daily newspaper, all of the print and video that we could get coverage on. And I began to establish a relationship with two weekly newspapers. These were the kind that are thrown on your walk side free. And they were very interested in carrying these human interest stories because when there was a Red Cross story on the front, people picked up the paper and read it when they didn't otherwise. Red Cross held a symposium in Miami. Fort Lauderdale was really a satellite office of the Miami Red Cross office. And I was invited to present on this relationship with weekly newspapers, which was kind of a new avenue for us. Uh, they had PR directors from all over the Southeast come to this thing. And I was a very accomplished, regular public speaker, but somehow I found out that the National Red Cross leader of the PR movement for the whole agency out of Washington was going to be in the audience. 
and there were probably 200 people there or so. That was about twice as big, maybe three times as big as I was used to. And I had a full-blown panic attack. I remember going up on the stage and thinking, I'm either going to throw up over all these people or I'm going to slide off the stage in a faint. I'm just not going to make this. But fortunately, I wasn't the first speaker. <laughs> and the first speaker did fine, but the poor second man was so nervous that when he stood up, his legs just shook and his voice shook and the paper he was holding just went like this so he couldn't read it. And I remember thinking, well, I sympathize with you, but I could do better than that. <laughs> so by the time I got up, all that panic had disappeared. I made my presentation and it was a success. I talked for about 10 minutes. It was pretty much a respect building operation between the media and Red Cross. At the end of the meeting, the national director offered me a job in Washington, D.C. at headquarters. He had an opening to replace a soon-to-retired employee who was editor of the national or international, actually, newsletter, which at the time was a, a one-sheet black-and-white paper called the newsletter. <laughs> and we recreated it into a tabloid-type publication full color, lots of pictures uh, called The Good Neighbor. And the theory really voiced by the agency, J. Walter Thompson was that when you don't have a neighbor, Red Cross becomes your good neighbor. Lauren McLaughlin, a story about overcoming stage fright. You know, Michael, I have taught for 20 years how to overcome stage fright, and it never occurred to me to say, feel compassion for somebody who's even worse than you are. <laughs> That's a good strategy. I thought she was going to say, imagine everybody naked in the audience. The worst thing you can possibly, possibly do, first of all, it's going to make you very uncomfortable. You're not, you don't want to speak in front of 200 naked people. And secondly, if you feel that you're speaking to people who are humiliated, that's not a good situation to be in as a speaker, right? So she's obviously a very good person. She works for the Red Cross, such a wonderful organization, doing such good things. And she's a public information officer, and she talks to these small groups. So she's very comfortable with this. But diving into the deep end like this, oh my goodness. And then she says, full-blown panic attack. And Michael, any professional speaker, performer. We've all been there at one time or another. I did experience my first panic attack uh, at the beginning of the COVID pandemic, and I just had to remind myself to breathe and calm down. L Lauren's panic attack was sparked by the fear of speaking in front of a large audience. Actually, it, it becomes the same thing, because if the panic attack is sparked by the fear, you've got to overcome the fear. I just love the fact that here's somebody who works for the Red Cross, and what helps her overcome her fear is compassion. How perfect 
if she worked for the Red Cross, this compassionate organization, and what helped her overcome her fear was imagining everybody in, in the audience naked, that would be rather a strange thing. But this person who was trying to help people and trying to connect with these newspaper people to promote what Red Cross does, to feel for her in that panic attack is one thing. But I feel for that guy who came before her, the shake. Oh, it's such an awful feeling. Lauren is lucky that he did go on before her because it changed her perspective on the entire talk. And as it turned out, of course, she was talking to the right person because one of them was the national director for the Red Cross. He was able to get her an incredible promotion and uh, she became more and more effective in her position. You never know who's in the audience. And we wonder, would she have been that shaking person if the shaking person hadn't come before her? We'll never know. Thanks for bringing that story in, Karen. If our listeners have a South Florida story they would like to share, how can they get in touch with you? Send me an email to cneil, that's C-N as in Nancy, E-I-L-E, at fau.edu. I will send you the instructions. I do not need a summary. Our website also has information at wlrn.org. Click radio and the public storyteller. Thanks, Karen. Thank you, Michael. See you next week. Dr. Karen Neal is a professional storyteller and teaches at Florida Atlantic University. My name is Michael Stock. The Public Storyteller returns next Sunday.